three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to Mike and Joel's Road to Ultra Running Greatness. <laughs> Good job, Joel. Uh, going to do a weekly check-in review of how our ultra running training is going. We didn't have a very good uh, 2020 running season uh, due to the obvious reasons. Yeah, tell me about it. So what were you, what were you looking forward to in 2020? And, uh, well, all? so uh, yeah, so late December, I started signing up for just a whole year's worth of events. I signed up for for the Sun Mountain event, the Bigfoot event, um, a bunch of other local races. And one by one, after we passed March, they all started getting canceled. And uh, Bigfoot was canceled rather late, uh, I think about four weeks before the event started. So it helped to motivate me for the training. Um, but once, it's, once it was confirmed that it was, it was dropped, then motivation and training just kind of went on a slow downhill journey. Um, Mm -hmm. that intensity if you don't have a goal um so a lot of those races have been postponed until next year i have the uh the eugene marathon that i'm signed up for that's another event you can note of that now i forgot about eugene marathon i am not signed up for that one yeah so you should sign up probably should and probably will right on we're still trying to figure out our 2021 race schedule yeah, I have a bunch of races on the calendar. So Sun Sun Mountain was uh, was postponed. That's a 50 miler. Uh, Bigfoot. I was signed up for Bigfoot 40. Um, Joel, what were you signed up for? Bigfoot 73 miler, the first of its kind. Uh, well, Bigfoot has been going on for several years. Uh, this was the first time that it was uh, 73 mile distance. However. Mm. Wow, what a race. Yeah, almost dropped like out. happened. <laughs> Love dropping out of ultra marathons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm on uh, for Sun River uh, in June. That has uh, the Pacific Crest Sports Festival, to be exact, Endurance Sports Festival. It has three days of events, and I like to do all three days and then get the, uh, the, beast, the beast medal. Yeah, so... Let's talk about how many races we think we're going to sign up for in 2021. What our training schedule is going to kind of, how's our training schedule going to fit into that? Yeah. Sounds good. So I think I'm going to do approximately four or five ultra marathons next year. Uh, the first one is in February, as far as I know into February is the Lord Hill trail races, which is put on by Evergreen trail runs. I have never been to Lord Hill before, so I'll probably check that out before I sign up. Mm. There's also the Squawk Mountain, which is by the same event organizer. I think I'll do the 50K. And that is in April, I believe. Mm. And why don't you, I don't know when Sun Mountain is, but I think it was in May. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's sometime after March, I believe. Uh, March, April, May. Yeah, that sounds right. April or May. So, um, so I'm, 
I'm signed up for Bigfoot because it got forwarded to this year. Um, I'm signed up for Eugene Marathon. Um, I'm signed up for Sun Mountain because that was forwarded. Um, and I, I haven't signed up yet for Sun River, but I do want to do the Sun River 50K, um, which you and I did, Joel, together a couple of years ago, and we had a great time. Um, and I think I would like to do something in Canada, um, you know, assuming COVID clears up and we can travel the borders again. Because I love yeah. that. Um, it is a great place to race. Hey, well, I didn't get to say all of my races that I was going to sign up for. Oh, yeah. I think I'll also do Sun River. Sun River is in June. Sun Mountain maybe in May. And then Squawk Mountain, I found out, is in um, mid-April. Mm. So I'm covered through June. And the Bigfoot 73 is probably going to be in early August, I think. Ah, uh, right. So I'm good through August. Unless I want to do a race in July, which we'll see about that. Um, and then there's usually a few races to choose from in September and October. So uh, I think that's kind of the landscape. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, COVID could change. So, Joel, let me ask you. Again. So, with all these events um, happening next year, um, what kind of training are you following? What is your strategy your yeah well i now have a running coach and i know you do too so i guess my strategy for my first big race lord hill 20 miler is gonna be to kind of simulate the trail condition the trails as as best as i can i might actually go out to the this, this course and do do the course before the event and see how that goes. Um, that's the best strategy I can think of. Uh, I don't know. Why don't you chime in on your strategies for your first ultra marathon? Yep. So in the past, uh, I followed um, a book by, I believe it's, uh, what is his name? Hal Kerner? Is that mm. the name? Um, I have it up here. Hal Kerner's field guide for ultra running and it had some really good good plans in there um it worked for me um but i kind of changed up my training strategy a little bit um last year i was following the 80 20 uh, plans you know 80 percent of your running is really easy and slow so you can do more volume without injury building up aerobic mm -hmm. pain um, and then 20 percent was just really hard and you essentially cut out most of your tempo runs so when you go out for your three to four hour or four uh, 40 minute runs, you're not running as hard as you can. Um, most of it's just running easy. So really it, it ended up being two workouts, which are really intervals, one long run. And the rest of it was you really just your, your low zone two running. Uh, but this year I have hired a coach and uh, he's an, actually a triathlete coach because I do want to do a duathlon in Sun River on the second day after the ultra. Um, so I'm doing more cycling. And I've known that I've needed to do cross training for a long time. And I hate cross training. I never do it. I only want to run every, every day. But um, he's uh, bringing more of a systemic approach to my training. So um, kind of following his, his, his plan. And mm -hmm. so far, so good. Um, it's just that I'm doing less running because uh, I love running. But no, no major injuries yet. Yeah, and we'll see how less running 
works out for your uh, your training for your first big event? Because I know in the past you've just you know tried to op- uh, tried to maximize your running mileage, mm. your running volume. At least that's how I see it. Yeah, and I've gotten about every in- injury you could get from Achilles tendonitis, which put me out for like four to five months, to you know shin splints and calf pulls and various you know stuff. Mm-hmm. How've your injuries been, Joel? Well, so far so good. Uh, last year and the year before that, I think I suffered from IT band problems because, you know, I tend to ramp up my training a little bit too fast, and uh, you know, I sign up for all these 50Ks, and just my legs aren't quite ready for them. They don't quite recover as fast as I'd like. Uh, so I'm hoping that this year will go better with you know, the, co- the guidance of my running coach. What are going to be your challenges for your ultras, especially your 73, your Bigfoot 73? You've never gone that distance. Right. Before. Bigfoot 73. I didn't finish it last year. And the biggest challenge for me is probably going to be getting my training volume up up there into the 50 to 60 miles per week is what I'm is kind of what I'm shooting for. Ideally, I would probably be doing some 70 mile weeks. I think that's going to be the biggest challenge is staying injury free and, uh, you know, playing it smart, not signing up for too many 50 Ks beforehand, you know? Yeah. We only uh, have like four or five. <laughs> yeah. We need to, uh, if if we're going to do a bunch of ultras before our big A race, we should at least run them a little easier than an all-out race effort, I think, would be a good idea. That's generally my strategy for every race. I always uh, work in the running, and I I don't like pain, and I don't like to run at the top of my ability uh, mm-hmm. the entire race. Um, I like to enjoy it a little <laughs> So usually for me, it's just a matter of beating the cutoff times and finishing. Those are my two main goals. You know, don't get disqualified and actually complete it. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's that was my strategy uh, for all the 50Ks and that I signed up for also. Just beat the cutoff times. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be nice right. to have a, a respectable time, you know, like being mid-pack for a change. That's why I was thinking about signing up for some 20 mile ish races, which we actually did in February. And we've all been good in 20 milers, you know, I mean, it's like the perfect distance. You don't hit the wall as hard, you know, you know, maybe we're uh, onto something here. Maybe we should sign up for more 20 mile races, which is, uh, I think the race we signed up for was called the copper corridor. 33 K was actually pretty good, pretty good distance, pretty good. Love the the weather down there in Arizona in February. It was awesome. <sighs> okay, so got a few more minutes here before we wrap up. But why don't I ask you, since everybody loves to talk about running gear, what is your favorite piece of running gear for this like for this past year? And like would you recommend it to other people? Yeah, so um so I started using the Stride. Um, it's a foot pod that uh, gives you a power rating. And, um, and I've used a structured training program from Training Peaks, uh, which has really gotten me some great results. Instead of running on heart rate um, or pace, 
um, using the power levels, you know, which um, gives you the ability to kind of maintain a certain power threshold through an entire race. And it gives you instant results, especially for things like intervals. You know, the problem with heart rate, you know, if you do, let's say a, uh, a 30 second interval and, it, and the interval is, you know, a run at, you know, 95% of your threshold. The problem with heart rate is it's such a lagging indicator. You're done with the workout before it even gets halfway, you know, <laughs> but stride, it'll tell you if you're in the right, you know, um, range immediately within the first, you know, three or four steps, you know, you know, if you're hitting your target or not, and then you can slow down or speed up accordingly. So it's been pretty powerful um, with my uh, training peaks and, and, and the programs that I've been using the 80, 20. Um, so I haven't been using it as much with my coach, um, you know, but I still use it as kind of an in informative, you know, source now, especially if heart rate, um, you know, isn't making sense, you know, things like speed workout and stuff, you know, then I kind of know, you know, that, Hey, this power level equates to this heart rate. So I'll run at this power level until the, the heart rate catches up, you know? And, um, so it's, mm -hmm. so I, I really like to stride, you know, but I use my, also a Phoenix, a Phoenix six and, you know, the heart rate strap, of course. Of course, you're going to start talking about all of your running gear when I only wanted to know about one. Okay, anyway. Well, how about you? Well, before we run out of time, I'll talk about my favorite gear next time. But I probably would recommend, I think my favorite piece of running gear this year was the Salomon 12, what's it called? The Advanced Skin Running Pack. I think that's my favorite for 2020. I have not tried very many ultra running vests, but it's probably up there in terms of comfort, mainly very comfortable, tons of tons of storage. Totally going to make use of that at Bigfoot. I think that's the go-to pack for Bigfoot. Okay. So with the final minute left, let's talk about our week ahead. Are we scared of, are we scared of what we're, what, what our training is looking like in the next week? Uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I think my training plan is very doable. Um, so I don't, I'm not scared. It's just that the, the coach has me doing things that I don't like to do like, uh, mm -hmm. stabilization workouts. You know, I just hate, you know, doing things like planks and, you know, yeah. various, you know, core body workouts. You know, I hate doing that, but, uh, everybody you know, does, which says I have to do it. <laughs> and, uh, the other thing, is yeah, cycling, um, I'm new to cycling. And he has me doing cycling at a certain heart rate, which I find very difficult to get my heart rate up that high while cycling. Um, I just don't have that muscle built up for cycling yet. So it's always a suffer fest. Um, otherwise, otherwise I, I'm doing the running still. Um, I'm just not running as much as I like to run. Um, he doesn't have me running every day like I used to run. Um, he has alternating uh, running, cycling, and then mm -hmm. some days I get a double workout, um, cycling and running and, you know, and then there's the stabilization. So. Cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't like doing stabilization or core workouts either, but, uh, I am paying my coach to give me core workouts, by the way. Uh, let's, let's say, uh, I don't actually know what my week ahead of training looks like exactly, but I'm going to guess it's going to involve very long run next Sunday, which I'm kind of scared about because I'm very rapidly ramping up towards a marathon in five weeks. Uh, 
So I'll, let's check in next week with how our training went. Um, our 15 minutes is up, I think. We're just trying to keep it short because nobody has like an hour, I don't think, to like watch some some dudes ramble on on YouTube. <laughs> we like to watch ourselves, so. <laughs> but if we're ever, yeah, if, if we're wondering like how our training went so terribly wrong, we could go rewatch our our, uh, <laughs> our videos. Uh, okay. Hey, All right, until, until next time, until next Sunday, we're going to try this on Sunday evening. So uh, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.